Hi friends, and welcome to another episode of Cat's Common Corner. This podcast was created by CamLearn Society to help educate parents on children's social-emotional learning. Hi, I'm Kat. I'm a registered psychologist, and I'm here to provide a calm voice and a guiding hand to help support your family's social and emotional development. In our last couple of episodes, we talked about conversation skills. What are the important factors that we need to have a good conversation and how we can help practice that with our students and our children as well. Today, let's take it a step further and discuss a topic that many families aren't sure how to address or where to start. So today's topic, healthy friendships. Let's talk about it. Friendships. This is a big topic and research has shown that this is one of the most common concerns for many families when it comes to their children. Are they making healthy friendships and how can we help build that into our children? Well, let's start with one thing. Just like some kids have difficulties with reading, writing, and math, some kids are gonna have challenges with making friends. And just like we can help teach children how to read, write, and the strategies needed for math, we can also teach these same skills when it comes to friendship. This topic takes time and it involves not only parents, but teachers and other students as well to understand what healthy friendships really look like. So if you're a teacher, I recommend that you do the following activity with your class. And if you're a parent or you have more than one child, do this as a family activity as well. The first thing we wanna talk about with our students and our children is what does a healthy friendship look like? So grab a poster, grab some coloring pens, and tell your children, we're gonna create the perfect friend. What do you think our perfect friend would look like? What kind of things would they do that would make them a perfect friend? Now, the first thing you're gonna get are the basics. A good friend listens, a good friend is kind, they're fun, they spend time with me. And those are great characteristics that we wanna start with, but we wanna build even further on that. So get the conversation started. Hmm, what if your friend is vegetarian and we eat meat? What would a good friend or what would a perfect friend do? Would they force us to be vegetarian or would they make fun of us for eating meat? Hmm. No, a good friend is respectful of other people's opinion. They're understanding. So we want to start having these conversation and go above and beyond just a good friend being kind and listen. 
some characteristics that I think are important when we're creating our perfect friend list is a good friend owns up to their mistakes and a good friend apologizes when needed. Now, I, that's a really great time when I talk about how have you ever had a bad day or you said something you didn't mean or you did something you wish you didn't? We all have that, including our friends. So I hope that when I have a bad day that I can own up to my mistakes and apologize and so does my friend. And you know what makes a friendship even better is when we can talk about it and forgive. Forgiveness is a really important part in friendship because realistically, no friendship is perfect. And that's something that we talk about too is these are great characteristics, but is there such a thing as a perfect friend out there? Not really. We can try our best. We can do all the things that we can, but there's going to be days where we make mistakes and that is okay. Children these days have a lot of pressure about being perfect and making mistakes feels really uncomfortable for them and it feels uncomfortable for adults too. So it's important to normalize that, to talk about it and to talk about how we fix it. When we make a mistake, we don't blame others. We don't tiptoe around it. We own up, we apologize and we try to do our best to fix it. Some other characteristics that are important in healthy friendships. A healthy friend gives you space when needed. They respect your time. And although they would love to spend 24 hours with you, they know that that's not always possible. They let you be friends with other friends. They share you. And when you guys get in a fight, which you will, they take time to themselves to calm down. And they know that they don't have to solve the fight right away. A good friend doesn't pressure you into doing something. And this is super important to talk about when it comes to our older students. A good friend doesn't manipulate things around. So it tells you, oh man, uh, you know what? You're such a good friend, Kat. And you know what good friends do? They help each other out. If you're a good friend, you're gonna let me copy your homework. If not, I guess you don't care about me. And comments like that are manipulative. They guilt trip you and a good friend shouldn't do that. They should respect your boundaries. And if they disagree with something, they can let you know calmly. A good friend takes time to hear you out. When you're upset, they try to make you feel better and they ask you what you need. Do you need space? Do you want to play and forget about it? Or do you want to talk about it? We throw around this golden rule to our children. Treat others the way you want to be treated. And I'm here to adapt that. Treat others how they want to be treated. A lot of times what we need, our friends might not. So if you're the type of person who when you're upset, you need to talk about it and that what makes you feel better, great. But if your friend isn't and you're forcing them to talk when they're not ready, that can cause them to feel more frustrated, upset, and shut down even more. And that's something we wanna talk about with our kids. 
So for our younger kids, I say, imagine I really like broccoli. I love broccoli. I'm obsessed with broccoli. And I think, you know what? Treat others how you want to be treated. So I give you, for your birthday, a big bag of broccoli. Wouldn't that make you so excited? <laughs> it's a silly example, but it's a really great way to use a visual for kids that sometimes other people don't always want what I want. So we have this conversation about healthy friendships. We create our list and then we ask some key questions. Number one, is there such a thing as a perfect friend? No. There's going to be days your friend will mess up and there's going to be days where you mess up and that's okay. The things we want to watch out for is if we're noticing our friendship is spending a lot of time in the unhealthy side. So we're feeling pressured and we've talked about it, but we feel this keeps coming up and we ask for space, but they don't always quite give it. And when we tell them about something we don't like, they kind of ignore it. Those are some red flags that maybe that's not the best friendship for me. That doesn't mean I'm not respectful. That doesn't mean I have to never talk to them again. It just means that maybe I need to give this person a little bit more space because they're not quite the healthiest friend for me. They don't really bring me up or make me feel better. They oftentimes make me feel worse. And that's a big key to know if your friendship is healthy or not. How do you feel after you've spent time with them? Do you feel good or do you feel a little bit upset or guilty? Um, how do they impact other areas around your life? So how do they impact you with your other friends, with your family, with your school? Do you feel like they're bringing you up or are they pulling you down? Now, there's another really important question you got to ask when you're doing this activity. And that is, do you think you're doing the best you can to be a perfect friend? The reason why this question is so important is so many times kids focus on others. So they should be kinder. They should listen. They should apologize. But when we reflect the lens back to ourselves, that's when things get a little bit trickier. They might say, yeah, I think so. And that's where I invite them to say, that's great. Is there something you think you would like to work on that's a little bit harder for you? Maybe you find that you tend to hold a grudge, or maybe you find that it's um, more challenging to apologize. What do you think would be something that you can work on to become even better? In the end of the day, we can't control our friends and their actions. The only thing we can control is ourselves. So this is the first important conversation to have with your kids and with your students. Following up this conversation, I like to talk a little bit about fairness. Remember when we talked about that golden rule? Well, sometimes students or children like to compare themselves to their friend and they find that things aren't always fair. Why does so-and-so get great grades, but I don't? Why am so-and-so always picked first for soccer, but I'm not? Why does this person get a medal in figure skating or hockey and I'm falling off of my feet? It's just not fair. Fairness is a really important thing for children. It's very black and white. And part of our conversation when it comes to talking about healthy friendships is also talking about 
what is fairness? Here's how I like to explain fairness. Fairness isn't all of us getting the same thing. Fairness is each of us getting what we need. And I really like to visualize this with a story. So imagine we have a fish and a monkey and they are best friends. And you wanna hear something crazy? Both of their birthdays happen to fall on the same day. So I wanna make sure I'm a really good friend to my fish friend and my monkey friend. And I wanna get them a gift for their birthday. Since their birthday falls on the same day, I wanna make sure I'm fair. So I'm gonna get them the same gift. You know what I'm gonna get them? I'm gonna get them both bananas, a big pile of bananas. And I think that's gonna be a great gift. And that's where I ask my students or my kids, do you think that would be a good gift? And they'll laugh and giggle and say, now what's a fish gonna do with a bunch of bananas? And I go, oh, okay, hmm, okay. In that case, I'm going to get both of my friends um, some fish snacks instead because I think it's important that it, I'm fair and they both get the same thing. And again, I'll say, do you think that's a better idea than the bananas? And they'll kind of laugh and they'll say, no, like what's a monkey going to do with fish snacks? And then I say, well, how come that's not fair? I'm getting them the same gift. And that's when they might notice, well, a fish is in water and a monkey climbs trees. They both need different things. Oh, so fairness isn't me getting the same gift for my friends. It's getting them what they need. Maybe for my monkey friend, I'm going to get him a tree. And maybe for my fish friend, I'm going to get her a bigger tank of water. And those are both great because they're what our friends need. This is a really big one when it comes to siblings too. Your siblings are your friends. They might not notice it yet, but they truly are. And you might hear comments like, why does so-and-so get to use an iPad at school and I don't? Why does so-and-so get a wiggle chair and I don't? Well, I understand how frustrating that is. Remember when we talked about fairness? So-and-so has a hard time with writing, so they need an iPad to help them with the spelling. So-and-so has a hard time sitting still, so they need a wiggle chair to help them out. And then you might even highlight some things that, that your child or student needs. You, I know you have a hard time when it comes to speaking in front of a class. So you might need a smaller person, a smaller group to talk to than a bigger class and really visualizing that example for them. So friendships, start off by talking what healthy friendships look like. Follow it up by talking about fairness and what that looks like. Now, these are great conversation pieces to have, and you're probably gonna have them more than once. What we wanna do after this is follow it up by teachable moments. So these are moments where we get to teach our kids and show our kids great things and great characteristics where they were a great friend or their other friend was a great friend for them too. So what that can look like, having them involved in activities and sports is a great way 
to actually implement those skills. So at home, you guys can create a marshmallow tower where you have to work together to make the tallest tower. And that involves listening, understanding, cooperation. At school, group projects, as frustrating as they can be, there are great ways to help develop and build those skills. And that might mean that as a teacher or parent, you're gonna have to check up on the group project. Hey, how's it going? What's been frustrating? What's been uh, something that you really like in your group? And if things are getting heated, say, whoa, I think we need to take a pause, just like we talked about in our friendship. Let's do something to help us calm down. For my parents out there, having your child involved in any extracurricular is another great way of implementing that. And I know extracurriculars can be financially costly, so these don't always have to be big, expensive things. They could be um, involving them in an after-school project, uh, involving them in choir at school, having them go play soccer outside in the park or basketball if that's near you, and even making sure that you're planning um, dates or time where your kid gets to interact with other children their age. So whether that's their cousin or whether that's um, a family event or seeing a neighbor, these are great teachable moments. If you know that your child struggles with some specific things, so when they get heated, they have a hard time taking a break and that impacts their friendships. Or they're really stuck on the fairness part and things being black and white. This is where as a teacher or parent, we want to be proactive and take that step ahead of time. So if there's a group project and we know that our little kiddo really likes to lead and they love their ideas, we might have a conversation before we start the group project of, hey, tell me, in order for you to be a really good friend in this group project, what are some things you're going to do? Cool. What if someone shares another idea? What if you think their idea isn't as good as yours, but they think it's a really good one? Or what if the team doesn't really like your idea so much? What are we going to do? A lot of times as parents and children of children who are a little bit more explosive or who struggle a little bit more with making friendships, we know what their triggers are. We know that maybe they struggle with big groups, but with a group of one or two, they're a little bit more comfortable. Or we know they struggle with cooperation activities. So maybe we just have to start with something like, all right, sharing a box of crayons while we're coloring or maybe doing a one-on-one -on -one where we're playing a board game together. These are small steps we wanna take before we put them into a big group where we know that might end up being quite messy. And having a conversation even with the other students around is also as valuable. So it's likely that if one student is struggling with this, others might be as well. Or if you have one sibling that struggles with this, Having a family conversation about it can be a great way as well to have it going. Friendships take time, they take effort, and they change. It's okay if your friends don't always stay exactly where they are. Your best friend sometimes 
might move away, might go to a different school, or you might start just building differences. And that's also okay as well. These are things we want to normalize. These are things we want to talk about and practice. And as I mentioned in my previous podcast, common sense isn't always so common. So keep having those conversations. Keep talking about a healthy friendship and find opportunities and ways to talk about it. Whether it's watching a movie, talking about a story that you guys read, or an episode on a video that you saw, and hey, what do you think about that friendship? Or ooh, that one's giving me some red flags. What do you think about that? Those are a great way to start building the foundation in healthy friendship skills with our children. And every small step, although we might not notice it right away, does build up and make a meaningful change. I'm gonna leave you with a challenge for this week. I think challenges are important because they help us learn and develop. So this week, I want you to have a look at your friendships and tell me, what are some things that you think you can work on to become a better friend to others? Do you struggle with checking up on others or sometimes maybe giving them space when needed? Maybe apologizing for something? Think about it because we all have something we can work on to be a better friend. That's all for today. Thank you for chatting with me. I hope you learned something new about you, your child, or even friendships. Take care and we'll chat soon. Bye.